0: The opinions expressed on the ACB media network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. welcome 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 to sunday edition um it's a little bit different this sunday my partner in crime Bryn, is doing all of the audio for the minnesota convention so i am paired up with a new team today i have nikki who is doing double duty on clubhouse and streaming hey nikki welcome to sunday edition
2: hey welcome thank you for allowing me to help you out today
1: Absolutely. And you'll let us know when we have anyone on stage in Clubhouse oh, definitely. with questions or oh, definitely. comments awesome 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 hey clubhouse welcome to sunday edition and manning the controls behind the scenes is none other than our second vice president mr ray
3: campbell welcome back to sunday edition bro hey <laughs> hey buddy good afternoon glad to be here and glad to help be helping you out this afternoon i i wonder where byron was then i forgot about the minnesota convention so uh, i'm sure he's doing he's doing yeoman's work taking care of that so we uh, uh yeah glad to have everybody
1: well, Byron is Bryn. I don't know if you've been listening to Sunday Edition recently, but Bryn ha- Byron has transitioned to Bryn. Ah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so we can't wait to have Bryn back next week. And um, the only announcement that I have today before we get into the meat and potatoes of all things awards, recognition, and leadership is that our legislative and leadership sessions registration is should be opening soon. And you can go to acbmedia.org and check out all of the great happenings for our leadership seminar. I know I am very excited to see, uh, to uh, rally for currency and, and see how uh, many people we get out there walking and chanting and all that kind of stuff right what are you most looking forward to
3: well i that's what i'm most looking forward to uh anthony is uh uh because we've waited we 15 years it's been 15 years ago guys that the courts told <clears throat> the government you got to make currency accessible it's time to get it done long past time to get it done and i'm looking forward to i'm not not much of a protester normally but i'm looking forward to doing that so uh also looking forward to doing some of the tours out there. That's gonna be something I never really get to do is see the sites. So
1: yeah, and they, they've got some great tours lined up. We actually have Rhonda on with us today. Maybe she'll give us a sneak peek at some of the tours in DC. All right, so all things awards. Today I have the pleasure of talking with Kenneth Simeon. Katie Frederick and Connie Sims and they're each going to take a piece of recognition that ACV does every year so Connie welcome back to Sunday edition
4: hi Anthony thank you I'm excited to be how- here and
1: how cold is it up in Dakota
4: um as of right now it is zero and I think the wind chill's is like 10 below so yeah it when I got up this morning on um, that it's warmer than it was this morning so i think we're supposed to get up to two today so and that's not caught in the windshield so and we have zelda from north dakota on ic too so yeah it's um and they've been actually been colder than we have but we had snow and they haven't had snow so yeah i mean yesterday so yeah
1: so hopefully you've got some hot chocolate or apple cider or something it, yep to i on. got
4: <laughs> I got both and I got my coffee and my, you know, I'm a Norwegian Lutheran, so I have to have my coffee. So, you know, that's the, the pot's always on for us. So, yeah.
1: Well, you are a busy, busy board member. If you are not um, working on voting, you're working on get up and get moving. And if you're not working on get up and get moving, you're working on awards. So tell us a little bit about the awards cycle and what we need to know for this year.
4: All right. Well, I want to, actually um, knowledge that I have Natalie Couch, one of my members of my committee on with us today. So I'd um, love to have Natalie help with this a little bit if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, so I just wanna recognize our committee first because we have a small committee, but we have a great committee. So we, of course I we have Natalie as a member. The other co-chair is Carrie Muth. Um, and then we have Jean Mann, we have Ann Brash, um, and Peter Archibald. So it's, it's yeah, and Sharon Loveling as a staff. So it's it's a small, and Janet, you know, I guess I have to say Janet Dickelman, but, you know, she thinks she has to be doing the Minnesota convention speaking, so she couldn't join us. That was more important to her. But <laughs> yes. <yeah, so. laughs> but um just we have, a tie back. <laughs> A bit more, you know, but yeah, so I love to give Janet a good bad time, but um we are looking for we have seven awards that we give out, um five of them is basically affiliate two of them are affiliate awards, but the other five we actually um take nominations now through April first, so and they're based on their national awards, and they're based on um writing of the letter and of what the person or organization has really done and so and the big thing is what some people don't understand is it really has to be national recognition you know a lot of people do stuff locally or regionally you know regionally is you know part of the national but it has to be um it has to be a national what they've been doing nationally um and I'm going to go through the awards with Natalie's help. But one of the fun things, I should have let Natalie, um, Natalie, she's on mute. So, we have a
5: new thing this year.
4: So, Natalie, want to talk about what we're doing new this year to help people?
5: Yes. Um, can you all hear me? Sorry, I'm not on my normal setup. So, hopefully, I sound okay. Um, so, doing great. Okay. Doing great. Thanks. Um, so, this year, um, and we are, if people um, are having, or feel more comfortable, um, and don't are not as comfortable with writing or something denomination letters. Um, we, Jean Mann and I are, um, taking, having people call us if, if they want to kind of dictate a letter. Um, and we are taking those, um, dictations and writing those and submitting them for people. Now we're not going to like, you know, (laughs) write your ideas for you, but, um, So those you have to dictate, but we will, um, you know, write the letter and submit that for you, um, for people that are unable to do it online.
1: That's great. Mobility issues or folks that aren't really comfortable with the computer can give you guys a call. Um, how do they set up an appointment to get that done?
5: Um, they just would, you know, call us, um, and, um, You know, we will, if we are unable to answer their calls at that moment, one of, you know, we will call back. They would just, our actual phone numbers were listed in the um, Braille forum article. I think it was in, was it in January's? Yeah. In January's um, article. And so um, our phone numbers were listed there um, and they can just call one of us. And, um, you know, if we can't take their call at that exact moment, we will get back to them and. Um, work with them on getting that letter written.
1: Awesome, so and it, Connie, if you email me them, um, I will add them to the show notes when this goes up for podcasting tomorrow. I will
4: do. I will do that. You know. So, and the other way is that they um, don't have. You know. So the other way the awards can be submitted is um, we've always done Carrie's email and my my own email, and I can give those to you um, now. But. Then we created, because we both have to receive the nominations um, for them to be qualified. So I actually started um, a new email. So this year we have ACB awards one at gmail.com that anyone can so Carrie and I both have access to that email. Um, And then otherwise, you can email both of us also, but that would be easier for most people instead of having to do two emails.
1: ACBAwards1 at gmail.com. Seems pretty yep. easy to remember. So before we get into the specific awards and the criteria, um, why don't you and Natalie tell us a little bit about what you look for in a letter? What, 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 and if they're calling to to dictate a letter, what are some of the points that you guys want to hear for someone that's being nominated?
5: I'll let you start, Natalie. Um, I think the big thing is mainly what they have done on a national level, because um, there's a lot of people that can talk about what people have done like on a state level or in their chapter. Um, So what I know what I look at is um, what the person has done nationally. um, And um, I look at you know, um, a lot of, well, not really like grammar, but to make sure that they've at least spelled things correctly. Um, you know, like the name of the award and the name of the person. And, um, those are, those are a lot of the things that, you know, I'm looking for. So if someone calls me, I, you know, um, those will be the points that I will be looking for. So,
4: Yeah. And Natalie's done a really good job, we do. We look at the grammar, we look at how well it's written. Um, if it's just kind of thrown together and it's not written out clearly and understanding why that person really qualifies for it, um, then we have a hard time with it. They may really qualify. But we, we have to put, say, if we know that person, um, so like we have Rhonda with us, Rhonda Trott. But, so we know that her, so, but we had to put what we knew of her personally aside and look at the letter of recommendation. So um, we can't have our personal feelings go into that. Um, and then we have each, each award, the five awards, um, the Dewar K. McDaniel, the George Card, the Robert Bray, James Olson, and Marjorie Beeman, they all have criteria. And they have to fit that criteria and sometimes they may fit into two categories. So then you choose which category is best if you know someone may put um, them in one category. And if the committee feels like they should fit into a different category. We talk about it. We contact the submitter and say, we, we like this person, but we think this person might be qualified for this award more. Uh, or better are you okay with that and we so we get the permission first we don't just do it so that's you know and we can go through the criteria and different awards um but yeah we have Rhonda here who actually won um Margin Beeman award so i don't know if we want to get her but we could explain what the Margin Beeman award is and have her talk a little bit how do you want to do that anthony
1: yeah, I think that's a good idea. So we'll start with Marjorie Beeman, we'll speak to Rhonda, and then we'll go through criteria for the rest.
4: Okay. Let me go through the criteria for Marjorie.
1: And I always say, I want to be Marjorie when I grow up.
4: Me too. <laughs> I, up. Oh, I do. I know. <laughs> She's so full of energy too. <laughs> All right. The Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Recognition Award honors individuals who have given tirelessly to their efforts, resources, expertise, or time toward improving the quality of life in the blindness community. The achievements, accomplishments, or service on which the nominations are based most reflect ACB's vision and mission. This award be given to a deserving individual or organization. The award was named for Marjorie Beeman, who who was this convention's volunteer was first given in 2016 to Margin Beeman. Other winners include Sally Benjamin in 2017, Patty Cox in 2019, uh, Michael Smitherman in 2020, and then Rhonda last year. So that's the criteria.
1: Well, for those out there who might not know, Rhonda is responsible for any and all tours that are available at our ACB conventions, and now some in leadership seminar in Washington. So welcome back to Sunday edition, Rhonda.
6: Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. And Um, it was so much fun keeping it
4: a a secret from her. (laughs) 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 That's the other thing that we try to do is we try to surprise the recipients. We try not to let them know ahead of time.
6: Well, in case you didn't think you surprised me, you truly did. (laughs) Uh,
1: So tell us a little bit about that night when, um, you know, you heard the award criteria being read off. Did you have any any inkling at all that it might be you?
6: Yes. After Janet read two or three little lines, I thought, surely they're not talking about me. And then (laughs) she read a little more and I thought, yes, they are. And uh, then I, um, when they gave me the award and kept ca- for those benefits of you people that weren't there or wasn't listening, I couldn't hardly do anything for crying. Uh, but I do want to say that this, this award means so much to me because I do what I do because I love it. But most important is for receiving this award being named after Marjorie Beeman who is a dear friend of mine and we have worked together and been friends for many years but in case y'all don't know her nickname it's Energizer Bunny yeah. that's, that's right that's
1: she yeah, when you arrive in an airport and have Marjorie there to meet you and and tell you how it's going to be, <laughs> it's, yes. it's a fun experience. So talk to us just for a few minutes about doing tours because everybody thinks, oh, she's got the fun job. And the fun of it is, I'm sure, seeing all, you know, experiencing all the happiness and, and experience the fun that others are experiencing. But it's a year-round thing. Talk to us about how much goes into booking all these tours and keeping it all straight.
6: Well, uh, I come home from convention and I take about a week off and don't do anything with tours. And then it's time to thank all these people that did all the awesome things and helped us set up great tours. So I just do a brief little thank you to everybody I've worked with at different venues. Then I start looking on websites where we're gonna be, and um, hunting places and checking out places and getting recommendations from the host committee. And then in, uh, and I work on those, contact them, talk with them. Sometimes you can decide over the phone that that's not gonna be a fit for us. And people say, well, I don't know if we can do this. I'll say, oh yeah, we can do this. We'll visit with you in, uh, in October. And we'll help you learn how to do this for our group, and so we do that. And then you work all—you have to work on bus contracts and food and all that. And you just continuously work with these people and talk with them, and they get excited and they'll call and say, "Oh, could we do this and that?" And yes, we'll do—we can do that. We can try that. And, but what I love doing the most is doing my site visits and getting everything set up. And am I saying that we don't ever have problems on a tour? Yes, we probably, we do. And you know, we just deal with it. But the most important thing to me is making sure that when we go on that tour in July is that everybody there has a good time and gets to do and see everything. And that's my love is to when you get back on that bus, You're happy and enjoyed what you've done.
1: What's been the most interesting tour for you that you have booked and experienced throughout the years?
6: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh,
1: dear. Um,
6: Anthony, that's a tough one, because there's
1: been (laughs) (laughs) Well, write a lot of couple that really, you know, are very memorable.
6: I would say... uh, well, I don't know. I can't pick <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Then I'll pivot and I'll say, what can you preview for us for Washington and then later on this year in Schomburg? I know I am looking forward to the water tubing for sure. Right.
7: Okay.
6: In, in D.C., we're going to um, go to Mount Vernon, George Washington, Mount Vernon. That's, awesome. that's, that's going to be really a neat tour. We're going to... Our monument tour is really great. The we went on the monument tour uh in December. And the guy that did the monument tour, we went, Janet and I went just on a public tour, but the guy that did the host and and told us all about it is going to be the guy that's doing our our private monument tour. And he is just awesome see this you need to feel this you know he he got it you know and it it did such a good description that's going to be wonderful we're going to be going to the uh jeffs uh library of congress jefferson david jefferson building uh to the
0: Capitol,
6: and we're going to um go to botanical gardens those are going to be our is that five tours yeah five tours but the most important thing is we're going to be doing the rally. And yep. I, 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 those of you that aren't planning to come to D.C., you just don't know what you're going to be missing. It is going to be great. And there are some other things that's going to be in the leadership that I'm, that's not my responsibility, so I'm not getting into. <laughs> but it is <laughs> going to be really great.
1: Yeah, there's some good social networking opportunities yes. for um some food and some adult beverages i think uh all good time is going to be had by all and we'll get some learning in there somewhere <laughs> yeah we will what hmm. can you preview for us from for our summer tours
6: uh we're going to as anthony's already mentioned we're going to be going tubing uh we're going to go to a lake and um uh, also separate from tubing um that's going to be really nice. It's kind of laid out like a beach uh, and you've got a lake and, it, and we're going to do a meal there. It's re- that's going to be fun. We're going to the Goodman Theater. We're going to do some, um, the Science and Industry Museum. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, of course, you know, we got to do baseball. Uh, going to be touring Soldier Field. Uh, going to get candy you know we can't have a convention without a candy tour and <laughs> so that's a little a wine. wine you're going to oh, wine? wine oh we're doing wine oh honey an awesome wine <laughs> oh and on that tour if you if you're not a winery connoisseur or don't really like wine we're gonna have a beer some beer a touring, uh, touring on it too
1: nice
6: Except Rhonda, you picked the wrong baseball team. Just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, honey,
6: I don't have any control over who's. I in know. Town. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> or or can meet into our schedule. That I agree, Natalie.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So Rhonda, oh. before we let you go, what um what would you suggest to folks who want to nominate someone for the Marjorie Beeman? are
6: I would think you would have to be a person because margarine and I'm just looking at at margarine and looking at it from my standpoint, that truly really enjoys what they do and love it from the bottom of their heart.
1: That sounds, that sounds right. Just about right. Well, thank you for coming to Sunday
6: edition. Uh, Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right. So Connie, are you in, are you and going to kind of piggyback on the criteria for the rest of the awards? We are, right, Natalie? Uh, All
5: yes. All
4: right. Let me start with the uh, Dorward K McDaniel, and then you can do the next one, and kind of go back and forth. Does that sound good? Yep, that's fine. All right. So um, we'll start with the Dorward K McDaniel Ambassador Award. Um, that one is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of the Blindness Organization. All right,
0: organization.
4: thank you. <laughs> OK, we'll start over. The Dover K. McDaniel Award given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has, through his or her personal characteristics and activities unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most To the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable contributing members of the community. Originally called the Ambassador Award, this award was first given in 1963. The first recipient, I lost my spot, Um, was awarded originally named, that's a different one. My papers got turned, hold on, take two again. <laughs> uh, the originally, the originally called it's a, um, the first recipient was Jardine Newler. More more recent recipients include oh, Deward guess, K. Right McDaniel, nineteen eighty three, Roger Peterson, right. in nineteen ninety nine. I think we're hearing Natalie's. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: Uh, One second. Sorry.
4: Ed Walker, 2003, Dr. W. Audrey Wetson, 2017, Alan Peterson in 2021, and our own Janet Dickelman in 2022.
1: Awesome. 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 All right, right. Natalie, you're up. (laughs) Sorry. Um, And you
5: guys, you might hear my voiceover because I'm reading these off of my phone, so um, I do apologize. So the next award is the George Card Award. Um, This award is given to an individual who has dedicated their life to working with people who are blind, um, making a real difference, including making a real difference, improving the quality of life. Um, George Card was the first recipient of this award. Um, card's leadership uh, included the executive director of at the, the, of Wisconsin, Council of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind. He was a member of the ACB board of directors. And one second. And the awards the award winners include um, Eugene Rosano, nineteen ninety three. Charles Crawford 1998, Abraham Aminas, I think, and Camille Caffarelli. So that was not given. Last
4: time we gave that one, it was in 2020. So some of these awards are not given everywhere. It just depends on if we get candidates for them or not. So um, the next one is the James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award. is periodically given to individuals who have made important contributions which have advanced opportunities for the blind community. This award can be given to an individual or organization. This award was originally named the Distinguished Service Award. It was named for James R. Jim Olson following his passing in 2005. Previous winners inc- include Kathy McGibbon, 1997, Shirley Keller of Creative Adaptations for Learning, 2001, Jim Olson in 2005, Leroy Johnson in 2007, and Kim Frawell and the Crystal Bridge Museum of American Art in 2021,
5: yeah, Natalie. All right, um, and so the next award is the um, Robert S. Bray Award, and um, this award is given to an individual who has um, made a contribution towards improving library technology or communication and accessibility for um, all blind people. This award was named for Robert S. Bray, who was um, the Chief of the um, National of the NLS. um, Hold on, I'm sorry. Um, Who was the who was in in NLS. um, And the first recipient was Charles Lacaste. This award was also given to James Chandler in 1983.
1: Charles Other Chandler, Hornin,
5: Jim Stoball Jim Jim in
1: 1995.
5: Jim Fruchterman in 2002 and um, Karen Kininger in 2020. Was that right? That's correct. So then we've already oh. talked about the mar- margin beaming. I mean,
4: so those are the five that we to actually decide on, but then we have two other ones. They're affiliate ones. Um, the affiliate outreach award, and this one is based, Anthony, on the re- recommendation by affiliate president. So this one is more local, which or recognizes a local chapter for a n- new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. Um, the out- Affiliate Outreach Award was first presented in 20, in 2000 to the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Other previous winners include the Middle Tennessee Council of the Blind in 2009, the ACB Ohio Columbus Chapter of 2015, and Friends in Focus Medina Ohio Chapter in 2021. So we do have a say in that one, I should say. Um, But then the next one, the Affiliate Growth Award, if Natty wants to do that one, um, that one, I can do that one. Um, Can you
5: please, sorry.
4: Yep, I can do that. Sharon actually goes through um, and looks at the growth. So that's based on the AMMS and certification. That's why that is so important. So the Affiliate Growth Award are based on the greatest increase in membership as determined by the 2022-23 membership reports. One award is given for the greatest percentage of growth, and another is presented to the affiliate with the largest number of new members. The 2022 winners are the D.C. Council of the Blind for 469.56% growth in membership, and the Randolph Shepherd Vendors of America with 125 new members. So... Those are the awards that we are um, in charge of.
1: All right, so tell us again the deadline dates, give us the email, and then we will see if anybody has any questions on awards themselves.
4: So our deadline is April 1st at 11.59 Eastern time.
5: Yes, so if you call me at 12 a.m. on April 2nd, I'm gonna tell you no,
4: <laughs> no there you go. <laughs> Um, so then, um, we will meet in April. We already have our date set for April um, when we will review all the the um, forms submissions, uh, submissions, and um, the email. The main one email is acbawards one at gmail dot com. Otherwise, my email is connie K-O-N-I, dot l dot sims s-i-m-s at gmail.com or carrie's is c-a-r-r-i-e dot muth m-u-t-h dot a-c-b-o at gmail.com and if you would do to carrie and i like i said you have to do both we both have to receive it that's why the awards one i think is going to be easier or if if folks out there
1: yeah. yeah if folks out there have questions or they're on the fence, do, you know, does this, uh, does this person kind of meet the criteria? You guys can have a conversation with them with interested parties. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes.
4: And we, I already have had a couple of those this year. So, which is great. You know, people have asked questions. You think, you know, this is what they do, or this is my question, or I'm not sure which category. Can you help me help figure out which category you think they would be best with? Um, so we can we could definitely help him with that.
5: Hey, Connie, and just a thing, I just now noticed um when I was looking at the criteria um in the article in the braille forum, you are my actual home number is put in there. When I when you email Anthony, um, can you do you have my cell phone number? Oh, well, I know you do, but I know that, yeah. Yeah. That okay, yeah. Best. I yeah. <laughs> I I didn't
4: put that in. So Sharon must have or Carrie. So yeah, I'll make sure. (laughs) I'll make sure that they have the cell phone. So, okay, thanks.
1: And remember folks, as much as we want to recognize, you know, people all over the place, we're not nominating, you know, your chapter member who sold 40 raffle tickets for the national awards. But um, I am sure every state affiliate has some great awards for folks like that. Um, Ray and Nikki, let's take a look and see if we have any questions for Connie and awards.
3: Okay. Oops. Hold on. We get the, we, we currently do not have any hands raised in zoom. How about clubhouse Nikki?
2: Nothing in clubhouse at this time.
1: All right, Connie. Well, do you want to tell us, is there anything new coming up with get up, get moving?
4: Um, Get up and get moving. We are actually working on some strategic planning right now. So we don't have anything specific going on. I do have to say that there will be a couple. um, I'm helping to present during the virtual part um, of the legislative in D.C. And it will be concerning some legislative stuff. I guess I can tell you it's about um, a provider letter that ACB has done. So um, that will be really great and helpful. Um, And then we will believe have visiting uh, during the presidents also. So you'll learn some more information about what's going on, I guess, during then, during the presentations and get some updates on what some affiliates have done with um, this past year.
1: And we'll definitely be uh, getting moving during the currency rally, which is kind of (laughs) cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely.
4: (laughs) We'll be helping with that. So, yeah, that will be great.
1: I'm just hoping for a not-so-windy day so that we can all hear everything we need to hear and and travel without fighting, whipping Washington winds.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be better than South Dakota or North Dakota, you know, or Minnesota. So, you know, Nancy and I kind of joked one time – that we were on a meeting and uh, that we were were the hardy ones. I was actually during before board meeting. we was like, yeah, it was when it was way below zero. And We're like, yeah, we're the hardy ones because <laughs> it's 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 cold everywhere else, but it's really cold and you know lately there. So yeah,
1: absolutely. All right. Well, stick around for a little while in case we have any questions. I am going to bring Thanks up Mr. For having Yes, Absolutely. Thank you. I'm going to bring up Mr. Kenneth Simeon. Welcome back to Sunday edition as well, my friend.
0: Hello, Anthony and everyone else. I'm glad you're here. Glad to be here with you. And we are here. I, uh, as chair, uh, want to introduce two of my committee members. Uh, we have a new vice chair and her name is Zelda Gambart. Zelda is a great helper on our committee worker. If she sees something that needs to be done, she just steps in and gets it done. So recently, Dan uh, appointed her as vice chair, and I have a male Amanda Sam with us today from DKM. And Amanda is a former JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow recipient from 2019, and she is also chairing our subcommittee on education and awareness. So I am going to um, just I want to I guess I better go ahead and just go ahead and let you know that we have the majority of our committee members are former um, DCAM first-timers are JPMorgan Chase Leadership Fellows. Uh, We have only maybe about two members uh, that have not received one of the awards, but they both have been on the committee for a while as well and really care about our leadership development awards. Both of these awards are uh, really positioned to make sure that we identify people who are really interested in moving forward in a positive way, developing themselves to be able to lead within their local chapter, community, and even on the national level in some way even if it's on a committee. And most of our recipients do come back uh, after they've uh, attended a convention, had their way paid and participated in meetings that helped them move forward. And uh, we try our best to make sure everybody's aware that uh, we're not just here to pay your way to convention to have fun. Uh, There's a commitment that you have to make if you want to uh, obtain one of our leadership development awards. And we will stress that more this year to make sure everybody understands now, but uh, I would like to just mention uh, mention my other committee members before we go any further. And so we have Anthony Akamine from Honolulu, Hawaii. We have Donna Browning from Alexandria, Virginia. Natalie Couch from Louisville, Kentucky. Melanie Osanoi from Phoenix, Arizona. Frank Ventura from Boston, Massachusetts. Sheila Young from Orlando, Florida. And we are grateful to have Kelly Gask as our staff liaison, who helps us uh, with a whole lot of things we have to uh, conquer. Uh, and we have David Trot as our office officer liaison. And we all just work together. And this year, I'm just happy to say that we've done something for the first time with our subcommittees jumping in and taking playing a leadership role in making things happen to make sure everything is on track when we get to convention in June. We have our Kenneth. education... Yes. Go ahead.
8: Yes. Um, you just omitted um, Betsy Grinovich and Amanda Selm, who also serve on our committee.
0: Okay. I mentioned Amanda first, but I'm going to go back yes.
8: up to I mean,
0: what I was doing. First, I just introduced you and Amanda being with us today. Okay. And then I was going to go back. But Betsy, Betsy was one of those. And I just mentioned that we had several on the committee. I'll go ahead and go back to that. Okay. We have I'm two sorry. people on, on our committee who are not recipients of our awards. And one of those is Zelda Gephardt uh, from Edge, North Dakota, and uh, Betsy Grinovich from uh, Loganville, um, Georgia. And uh, so, mention first of all, I mentioned those who were recipients previously, and I just came back to those who were not recipients of one of our awards. But uh, yeah, we have some hard workers on our committee, and we are getting things done. Uh, glad to also mention that. Uh, I was about to mention our committees that are working to make things happen. We have our education and awareness subcommittee. We have a convention planning committee and we have our interview process enhancement subcommittee and uh, uh, Zelda chairs of that last one I just mentioned. So uh, now I'm gonna give an opportunity to uh, Amanda Sound and uh, Zelda Gale Park, uh, to give a quick overview of what our, the names of our awards and what uh,
9: the criteria is so. So, you want to do the D- how about we split it? You want to do the DKM and I'll do the JP Morgan.
8: That would be great.
9: All right, sounds
8: good. Go for it, girlfriend. Okay, and sorry, Kenneth. I just thought you did, what I sometimes do, and that skip over something in, <laughs> that I intended to say. So, I was acting in that uh, vice chair role to to, to assist, and I, and you, you had it all in hand. Um, so, first of all. Our our DKM first-timers award, uh, the overview of it, is um, while honoring the legacy of ACB's founding father, Derwood K. McDaniel. Since 1996, the Derwood K. McDaniel uh, DKM Fund Committee seeks to identify and honor two ACB members on an annual basis. Um, These are people who have demonstrated leadership potential with the um, DKM first timers award. Uh, One is from east of the Mississippi and one is west of the Mississippi River. So that's um, and this is the criteria that one um, has to follow in order to be considered for the award. Um, they have to be 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, uh, a member in good standing, that just means they've paid their current year's dues, uh, never attended an in person ACB conference or convention, uh, and they need to agree to attend the entire convention. Um, for the year that they're selected uh, and participate in the daily general sessions and any other designated leadership related sessions. Uh, And that varies from year to year which sessions that we ask them to attend Um, applicants also undergo a 30 minute interview. With um, members of the DKM mm-hmm. committee, and and that's that's a f- that's a fun time for us because we get to hear about all of our emerging leaders. Uh, to apply for this award, uh, applicants must submit and. First time ever this year we're having an online application and uh, we yeah. developed a, a Google form so they need to complete that application and and then also have their, their state or special interest affiliate president <clears throat> submit a letter of recommendation. Um, And these are all due by April 3rd this year. So as you've heard from the other awards, those are all April 1st. Well, we're giving you a couple extra days. April 3rd is our (laughs) deadline, (laughs) right? And they are to be submitted to, um, the the letter of recommendation is to be submitted to Kelly Gask. um, And her her email address is kgasque at acb.org. And um then we do have the link to the online form that the applicant will fill out and that is in the um uh, February promoter. Or not promoter, February Bureau. newsletter, the ACB Bill Forum. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> bad right. BOP
1: member, bad BOP member. <laughs> <laughs>
8: yes. Well, some of those things just float off of your mouth. And I'm used to saying promoter because that's our that's our NDAB newsletter. So um, yeah, some, sometimes the mouth is in motion and the brain isn't quite in gear yet. All right, recipients are selected in late April and are recognized during the um, opening general session of the ACB conference and convention. So um,
7: I think so that's,
1: that's- I'm gonna ask you to reach back into your closet and pull out your local chapter leader hat. And speak to chapter leaders out there. What kind of qualities um, should they be, you know, looking for in members and suggesting to for a first timer?
8: Well, actually, the first timer, uh, like I said, what we're looking for is potential leaders. They don't have to lo- have a long list of things they have done, but they have to have demonstrated. Um, you know, that they're responsible, that they they do what they say they're going to do, they show up for meetings when they, you know, and they have to have shown um, some um, history of, of working, you know, eat Even if it isn't for their chapter or for their state affiliate or for their special interest affiliate, um, for their community and different organizations, whether it's Lions or, or their church or whatever, we consider all of that as, as um, experience that is, is helpful for future leaders to have had. And um, so that's, that's kind of what we're looking at for the DKM. Mm -hmm.
1: You have that energetic new college member who is doing a lot of stuff on campus and really rallying up, but really hasn't done too much in the organization. They'd be somebody that you really want to send nationally so that they can network and get some ideas on how to actually use some of that energy within ACB and their local chapter.
8: Exactly, exactly. And all of the experiences we have outside of our blindness organizations helps to Um, promote and and let the general public know um, what what we are capable of and um, so yes absolutely Anthony you got it.
1: You want to rattle off a few previous for us?
8: Oh my goodness I would hate to do that and (laughs) and not not um, well I'll look just on our committee list and and you know the ones that are on there um, yeah, I'm not going to go there cause I am going to, <laughs> uh, I'm going to admit somebody that I should have, should have remembered. So, um,
0: well, I mentioned, uh, about, uh, seven of them, uh, as I mentioned their names, I did give the year that they were a DCAM first time or JP Morgan Chase leadership fellow. Uh, so absolutely. seven mentioned. Okay, great. All, all right.
1: Well, let's move on over to the amazing Amanda. Hi
9: everybody! I'm so glad to be back on Sunday Edition, and you know what's so funny? I was a leadership fellow in 2019 uh, in Rochester, New York, and I actually, Rhonda, I've got to bring Rhonda back in the picture for a second. Anthony Corona and I were on a tour together, and it was the (laughs) adult beverage tour, and uh you know i wasn't a beer drinker so i offered my jam <laughs> so we were having lunch there it was a it was a very funny very funny afternoon and it's really cool to see anthony in the leadership uh positions he's in now because i'm like wow it's so cool so him and i've kind of grown up in leadership together and then um i'm also really psyched that one of my friends from kentucky is on the committee with me i really love having natalie um, on the DKM committee with us because she, um, she and her husband Joey were mentors to me here in Kentucky uh, as far as leadership experience. Because when I came in, I didn't know anything, so it's really cool. Um, what kind of happens in this JP Morgan Chase leadership fellow um, process? Universe. As, yeah. yeah, yeah. Universe, yes, because when you come into it you have all of these expectations but then as you continue to um grow and immerse yourself and you meet people um it it's, it's such a cool process like you know uh, uh, meet meeting uh the board members meeting Ray Connie who are on the board and Rhonda and all the other leaders that are in ACB it's just it's just a really cool experience but Um, So as Kenneth said, I am the uh, chair of the Education um, and Awareness Subcommittee. I work with Sheila Young, and um, Betsy Grinovich also helps out a little bit here and there as well. Um, So uh, we are planning some fun things to come come up and uh, to kind of talk about the awards a little bit uh, in the ACB community. So the, the criteria is basically the same. Zelda just whenever I just I don't want to repeat it. Um, it's the same thing but there's a couple of exceptions. Uh, one uh, there's the DKM first timers and you can only be a first timer one time so that's the dis- that that's one of the distinguishing points there. You could have attended an ACB convention in person um, and still apply for this. In fact uh, I applied um I applied for this, my for my second convention. My first one was in St. Louis. My second one was in Rochester. And um, <laughs> so that's one of them. Number two, we take it a couple of steps further with the leadership fellow. We're looking for people that are already in a position of leadership, somewhat a position of leadership. And they want to take it to the next level. Like they want to level up their leadership game, as I like to say. So everybody that has come into this has had some a leadership role, whether that's the committee chair, an affiliate president, and, um, you know, it's just, it's just really cool to go back and look at the list when this program started in 2016. And Kenneth, I'm looking at the list of people we have. On here. We have a ton of people on here who were recipients of the JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow on this call right now. So <laughs> wow. you guys are sh- you guys are showing up for the work. But basically, as Zelda said, we want people that are committed to growing in leadership. We want people who are energetic and enthusiastic about leadership. Who want to learn and network with other leaders, and we just uh, and and we want you to have fun doing it. Um, Because I'm telling you out of this universe, as Anthony said, um, I have grown so much and I've met so many people even through the pandemic. Some of you I have not met in person yet, and I still love you. Um, And I'm grateful for your guidance and your wisdom. Um, So I'm just very passionate about this um, because I I, I received the award before I became president of NextGen. And I, that was my focus back then was developing myself as a leader. And now I get to pass it on and help other people, you know, find their, their, uh, their role in the leadership universe, no matter how big or small that is. So, um, but yeah, everything is pretty much the same. You submit your, um, uh, so you, uh, the, President of writing your letter of recommendation, they'll submit it to Kelly Gask at the same email address Zelda just gave. Um, Same deadline, April 3rd, same process. We take you through an interview. Questions are a little different, but um, I love it. I love getting to know everybody every year because it's just, it's just, it's just a fun process for me. This is a fun committee for me to be on. And so I look, Forward to seeing who our next class is going to be, and I'll stop. I'll stop rambling. Barry, okay.
0: <laughs> I'd like to tell uh, about the classes we've had. If I can, okay. Uh, DCAM First Timers a program began in 1996, and since then we've had 27 classes totaling 60 recipients. And wow. for our ACB JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows, uh, we've uh, began that program in 2016. And so far, we've had eight classes totaling 38 recipients.
1: And last year, we instituted the society. So we want to talk a little about that and um, some of the benefits that we have when we are part of the class of J.P. Morgan leadership.
0: J.P. Morgan uh, leadership. (laughs) Yes, everybody. Uh, uh, We started last year to try our best to go back. As far back as we could to connect those from who are recipients from uh, the past and those to connect them with those who are, uh, are recent recipients. We initiated our Derwood K. McDaniel and that's what DKM we, we mentioned DKM the acronyms a lot we want you to know that stands for Derwood K. McDaniel he's uh, named as our founding father of ACB and he's done so much and most of our uh, recipients are really following his lead and that's what I believe what it's all about. Uh, being connected and learning about some things that he did, and tried to uh, do some of those same things to keep things moving forward. Um, so now I, I started talking about him, and I got off track and forgot what Anthony's question was.
1: <laughs> some of the um, some of the benefits that we have as J.P. Morgan okay. leaders.
0: Okay, now we have the we talked about we were talking about the Derby K. McDaniel uh, Leadership Select Honor Society. So everybody who has ever received one of our awards. Uh, or may receive one in the future uh, or uh, become a member of our honor society. We have our own communication email list and we are trying our best. We are also busy with all of our, the hats that we wear in other ways, but we wanna do more to make it make sure everybody's connected. And we want them to also uh, pass uh, pass on the support that they have received to others that may come on as new. Uh, mentor them in some ways, get to know those people and and we want to offer them different leadership training sources and uh, conferences, things that they want to know uh, about that they can benefit from to keep moving forward in a positive way as leaders. And also we just try to keep them all connected. We need to do more of that and we want uh, everybody to be more responsive to one another and and just try to support one another in ways that you have some some knowledge that the other person may not have It's good, we've had these uh, social events. Uh, We'll continue to have those annual receptions at our convention for both award uh, programs. And uh, that's something that connects people as well. And we're gonna try our best to uh, come back to what we've done in the past for JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows and have that meet and greet uh, session that we've normally had at the convention on the first day uh, as we, we began. And so we're gonna either do that then this year where well, our convention planning subcommittee is working on that. We may end up doing that, doing our virtual convention meetings that will be held on Zoom prior to the actual in-person convention in Schaumburg. Yeah,
8: and Kenneth, may I, may I mention something? Sure. Um, yeah. This this applies to the DKM first timers and the leadership fellows. Everybody's well aware that uh, when you are selected, um, the the recipients receive certain things such as a complimentary um, registration fee and their travel expenses and lodging for for double o- occupancy um, at while at convention, uh, tickets to attend the the banquet and and the reception. Um, And, you know, that's, that's kind of a few of the things that come along with this honor. And, and then we ask of them to, to sum up their experience and submit, um, that in writing to us so that we know what, what the experience of going to the National Convention was, was like for them. And um, we use that, um, you know, to help us measure up what we might be doing right and what we might need to change um, and, and really find out um, what was meaningful for those that attended in that capacity. So um, just, just wanted to mention that.
1: Yeah, and we get we get a nice opportunity to to see and hear from um, the GKM and JP Morgan leaders throughout the convention. And another great little perk is you get to come on Sunday edition for two hours afterwards and talk all about the experience and what you've learned and what you want to take back to your local and state affiliates and where you might want to slide in on the national stage. Um, we've had some fun shows um, in the past, and I, I know we'll have another fun one this coming August. Um, I also wanted to, to hearken back to something Amanda said a few minutes ago. Um, It's, it's, it's really awesome to, to be able to experience the leadership that we experienced as uh, recipients through new eyes. And two years ago, I turned to Gabriel was the president of um, BPI at the time. And we had, um, my amazing executive producer Bryn um, was on our board. Was on the board of Next Gen at that point, and I was like, "Gabe, this is a no-brainer. We need to nominate Bryn. Let's let's uh, have a conversation and see if if they're interested." And um, you know, because of the virtual nature of our, um, I was the year before. He, you know, Bryn was the following year. And then we got to go to Omaha and sort of experience it together until bring got COVID. But um, you know, experiencing it together like that and 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 pushing forward, paying forward, was a great experience. Amanda, how about you?
9: Oh, absolutely! Like I remember, um, I remember when I was yeah, my first year was it, it was like my first or second year as president. Having I mean, people that were like so interested in the award and nominating them and when you watch them receive the award, it's it's great. It's wonderful. And even if they're members and they um, have another affiliate president, write them the uh, the letter and they're still a member of your organization, it's so cool. It's, it's just really cool. It's a really cool process because you get to brag on them because I know, I don't know about you, Anthony, But I know when I was writing my letter, it was really hard to brag on myself. And, yeah, the person that was helping me write it was like, well, don't forget to include this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay, I'm afraid I'm going to leave out something. And so it's just, it's just really cool. I I had so much fun um, going through the process myself and then watching others go through it. And now I'm on the committee where we can, I get to watch that through a committee perspective, as well as an affiliate president. So I absolutely love it. And I hope people feel compelled to apply. Um, I believe the year that I applied, Kenneth had told me there were 39 applicants that had um, applied, I think, in combination for both awards. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) that's insane. That was really cool, though. Um, But it, it just shows that People were willing to step up then, and I hope that as we come out of the pandemic, that people are are willing to step up and take a leap of faith. And you know, even if you don't apply for the award itself, that you step up and you find a way to help out your local state affiliate, your special interest affiliate, or your chapter, no matter your age or whatever.
1: Absolutely, and Natalie, if you don't mind me um, bringing you back up on stage for a minute, uh, you and I got to work together last year to help with the theme and, and put together some um, some songs and, and some fun stuff to do. How much benefit do you get from being part of of the J.P. Morgan? I know our class was especially close, and and we're constantly reaching out to each other. What what are some of the benefits you've you felt?
5: Oh, um honestly um a lot of the benefits that I have felt um I it, it's it's made me um step more out of my comfort zone which in some ways is a good thing and in other ways not so good cuz I haven't learned yet to say no to things um so so um but it it um you know it's it's kind of made me um step out of my comfort zone and and it's it's made me want to volunteer um, a lot more of my time to help ACB because I know for me in my own personal life, I have had um, just a lot of opportunities and a lot of amazing people to help me along the way. So um, I do hope that I can, you know, get, give back in some way. And so it's, being, you know, winning this award in 2021 has just made me want to do more and want to give more to ACB.
1: And I think we'd all agree that we instantly grow our circle of friendship by, you know, by exponential numbers, having, you know, folks like Kenneth and Zelda to go to for advice or, you know, friendly encouragement is incredible. Kenneth, by the way, for those of you who may not be, um, you know, may not know him very well. Kenneth dots every single eye crosses every single <laughs> T <team>, and will walk <laughs> you through Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah, you will not have a question. By the time he asks, <laughs> Are there any questions? There won't be a question that you can find to ask. The, the, <laughs> the man is a dynamo, and he is incredible to have as a friendship resource. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony
8: Anthony, I did find a list of, of the twenty-two um uh, winners. So of the twenty twenty-two winners, if and and this way I'm assured of not leaving anybody out. Can I can oh. I recognize them? Absolutely. Okay. The DKM first timers um for 2022 were Joe Green from Sacramento, California, and Greg One Schneider um from uh Triple Wisconsin. J. Yes, Triple G. <laughs> that's that's what, what I'm accustomed yeah. to saying. And I, I and yeah. because we stumble over his last name a little bit. Uh and the and the JP Morgan Chase, the ACB J P Morgan Chase leadership fellows um in 2022 were Judy Brown um from Shoreline uh Washington. Um, Cecily Nipper from Covington, Georgia, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, Bryn uh, Lee from Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Uh, Danette Dixon from Linwood, Washington. Yep, that's that's the five from last year. So there we go. And now I don't have to worry thank about thank leaving you. somebody out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, so we're going to take questions in a moment. But Kenneth, can you talk to us a little bit about the relationship with J.P. Morgan Chase, how this all came about, and their commitment every year to the American Council of the Bunker?
0: Yes, and then I have a few reminders and updates before we return to questions. Okay. Yeah, um, Eric Bridges actually received a, a call. Our d- executive director received a call from JP Morgan Chase saying that they, they had some funds available. They wanted to support a leadership uh uh development uh initiative and asked that we have one in place. So uh he said he had to take time to think about it, but the can first was were in place, but through conversation. It uh, uh, the conversation led to implementing a new program uh, that would be uh, directed under leadership and and it, it was brought to the committee and the committee determined what it would be named and uh, and then and so far uh, they have been totally dedicated to uh, giving those giving the funds for our recipients to travel to the convention and have all their on uh, any. Uh, all the amenities available, but everything is uh, paid for. You just have to uh, meet the criteria, be selected, and uh, Jake Morgan Chase is funding that TRIP and just continues to be a partner with ACB uh, ongoing, in other ways too. Uh, so we'll go after that. Now, I have a few reminders and updates um, coming up. Uh, the DKM uh, First Timers Committee, our KMA Daniel Fund Committee will be presenting during the DC Leadership Affiliate President's Meeting. Uh, we have some uh, community meetings coming up, and those dates will be posted to our uh, ACB various ACB lists uh, with, when that time comes. Also, we have uh, we want to make sure everybody knows that uh, when we ask for an affiliate, a, a state or a special interest affiliate president to write a letter on your behalf uh, to support you, it must be an affiliate that you're a member of in our guidelines and expectations for our wards, that is stated specifically, and I think last year, we uh, let one go by without looking at that the specific wording, but it must be from your state, our special interest affiliate president, not, not another affiliate president. Uh, we also have a planning for success informational uh, meeting that's scheduled for the uh, second Monday in May and everybody will be notified about the specific date. We meet with Janet Dukeman, and we all come together to talk about things that uh, it's available to you and have you uh, to be able to uh, ask questions. And so you can plan ahead and get a picture of what the convention might look, for, look like, especially if you've never been there. If you wanna read about our awards, if you didn't notice and post it uh, to our ACB lists uh, in the past, the, they've also been in dots and dashes and they will be repeated uh, again as we move forward through uh, March. And uh, you can find those awards at www.acb.org. And then also we have our own page at www.acb.org forward slash DKM. Also make sure you send letters of recommendations um, to Kelly Gask at KGask, that's K-G-A-S-Q-U-E, at acv.org, and you can always reach out uh, to us uh, to make sure that you uh, have the information you need. My new email address that I am now passing out to everyone is simeon.k at Simeon is commonly misspelled, so I want to mention that it's S like Sam, E like Edward, M like Mary, I like Indian, E like Edward, N like Nancy, dot K, and that's the letter K, at outlook.com. Now we are ready to answer any questions you may have, uh, but we encourage you to make sure you read the article in detail and ask everybody, even after you submitted your application, go back and read that article because there's so many details that are there in writing for you to to, that will tell you about what's coming up. I will definitely be sharing things as we move forward by email to all of our uh, recipients, uh, but that is something that you can always refer back to. Turn it back over to you, Anthony.
1: All right, Ray. Let's see if we have anybody in Zoom or Clubhouse who wants to talk with the fine folks from DKM and JP Morgan.
3: We do have a hand raise and that would be in Zoom and that would be Becky Dunkerson. Becky, go ahead and unmute and
0: ask your question.
1: Becky from my class. Hey.
7: (laughs) Hey, everybody. Um, I just wanted to put forth a comment and Uh, encourage those folks that are thinking they should apply, but, oh, I shouldn't do that. Um, But I I encourage you to because um, I myself was a recipient of both of these awards, and it is a truly honorable uh, part. uh, uh, It's an honor to be a part of both of them um, and to um, develop and learn skills and and learn things about myself that I didn't even know because I was one of those people, believe it or not, that didn't say much and was kind of like the quiet mouse in the room Um, until you get to know me. And then it's hard to shut me up. But um, (laughs) both of these awards has really taught me that I'm okay and I have a lot to learn, but I also have a lot to give. Um, and so that's that's what my takeaway has been on both of these um, fabulous awards. So thanks for letting me speak.
1: Well, stay around for a second, because, you know, you and I are a prime example, like Amanda and Natalie, you know, we are we're a prime example of, of encouraging each other's leadership and, and being Connie. there. And Connie, absolutely. Yeah, don't
9: forget Connie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, if I mentioned every single one of the JP or DK people that I, you know, commonly associate with, we'd have to spend the rest of the the second hour. But um, I do know that before you, you know, before you applied for DK, you it was suggested to you and, and you struggled a little bit. You weren't sure, um, you weren't sure that it was for, you know, that you were, I don't want to use the word worthy, but you, you really struggled with whether or not to accept Um, and apply that first year. So can you talk a little bit to folks out there who might be on the fence?
7: Yeah, um, I I did struggle with that because I didn't feel like I deserved to be. Um, I I was just kind of getting started doing things with my local chapter. Um, And I have to admit, I did apply in 2016, but did not receive it. So then in 2018, when it came back around that I was thinking about doing it, I, my thinking was, oh, you didn't get it the first time, you're not gonna get it the second time. And um, I had a couple people encourage me to apply a second time. They said, why not try again? Um, and that's, that's another thing that if, if you have applied in the past and you think, oh, I applied once, I shouldn't do it again, if you have something to offer or you um, feel like you may you know, have something to offer, then by all means, apply, because you never know. It could just be that somebody the year you did the first time um, had a few more years behind them than you did, um, which I think was my case. I had just come on board to ACB um, full-fledged in 20, 2016, so... I really didn't have a lot of experience behind me Um, and so 2018 uh, came up different. So um, I think it's important and if somebody's nudging you to apply then they see something in you that you may not see and they might um, be looking long-term for you.
1: Awesome you said exactly what I was hoping you would say.
7: All right, Ray, right. do we
1: have any other hands?
3: Um, we do have two in Zoom, but I'm going to switch, swing over to Nikki, see if we've got anybody in Clubhouse first.
10: Nobody in Clubhouse.
3: Okay, let's come back to Zoom. Nikki, why don't you just holler at me if you get somebody and uh, we'll go, we'll do it that sure. way. Okay, Haiti, you can unmute.
10: Thank you. And I'm asking this question as I'm wearing my affiliate president hat uh, for this question, um, but this is around the, for the DKM. Um, it's. I know it's a first timer award, um, and you may have covered this. And if I missed it, I apologize. But you know we've had some virtual conventions in the past. Um, if people have attended those virtually, um, but are wanting to attend, you know, Schomburg in um, in person, does that? Ha- you know would they still qualify for for DKM?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Uh, the guidelines just say that. You must have never attended an in-person uh, conference and convention. Okay. Ah, Thank okay. you for
1: clarifying. Thank right. you for asking. Great question.
3: All right. Next, we have Margie Donovan. <clears throat>
1: come on, Margie. Hit that come on, Margie. Goto-tune.
3: Come on down. You can unmute. And, uh <timer singing plays> You're still muted, Margie. Going once, going twice. Okay, she must be having a little difficulty getting unmuted. So, uh, but actually, we have no other hands in Zoom. Oops, she left. Maybe that's right. what, part of the problem. Sure. So, we have no other I hands, let... Anthony. All
1: right. Before Oop, I let these we do folks. have a hand. All
11: Terry right. Pacheco
3: popped right in there. Terry, go ahead and unmute.
11: Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, I think this has been a great conversation about the DKM and the JP Morgan Chase. Um, one of the things that I, I think is um, just a p- just a little bit of history and a bit of and a piece of information is the DK, the DKM is as Kenneth knows um, the it was the Derwood K McDaniel Fund and something that has always struck me about that is that that fund was actually started and it had quite a bit of money in it at the time back in back in the 90s uh, at the time when Durwood passed away and then when they started the award that money was raised by the members of this organization that money was all uh, donated by the affiliates and by individual members of this organization and I think that that indicates just how important bringing our leadership uh, together and increasing our leadership our future leadership was very was uh, important to so many people at the time that had tens of thousands of dollars in it and we used to use that money to pay for the uh, for the people to come to the Convention and the other thing that, and then the DKM committee would have a fundraiser every year, and that's become a little more difficult to do. I know through the years because of uh, restrictions in the hotels and such, but um, that but that has been, has has a history and has a background of being so heavily funded by our members. And I think that's something that we all need to thank our our membership for. The other point that I would also like to make, and I don't mean to sound um, negative at all, but I think the other thing is while both the Chase and the DKM are awards and are a great honor, one thing that needs to be remembered by applicants for those is that it also carries a good bit of responsibility. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not just a free trip to convention. It's what am I going to do to increase my involvement in the leadership of this organization? And what what commitment am I willing to make for the to the organization? And that I think does need to, you know, people do need to think that through at the same time. And um We have had, I know with the DKM, I was on the DKM committee in one way or another for at least 10 years um, in the first millennium, the first part of this millennium. Uh, And it's, it it is, it's a difficult, it's, it's some really difficult decisions that have to be made by the committee. And I salute the committee for the work that they've done on it. And so many of the people who received who have received that award through the years have become major, major parts of the leadership of this organization. And that's, it just shows and emphasizes our grassroots ex- experience. And yeah. I think it's just something that's really important to keep in mind. And with that, I wish you all well this year with it. Thank you.
0: Well,
1: thank you. And I, I would counter back to you. What do you think Durwood would say about how far it's come and, and you know, how integral a part of convention and our leadership structure, um, you know, his his honored society has become?
11: I think Durwood would be, I think Durwood would be very happy with it. I think, um, you know, because that was Durwood's idea, you know, Durwood's ideal was not to find somebody who might be interested in ACV and so let's bring them in and see if they might be. His thing was he would go around literally. Yeah. He would go around to affiliates for many years and see who was working in which affiliates and making recommendations that you know XYZ that Susie Jones um you know should you know maybe we should get her a little bit more involved instead of her just being um vice president of this affiliate. What about if she runs to president next time? Or mm-hmm. or a lot there was an awful lot of, you know, you've got somebody who's really good in this affiliate who might be very interested in working on one of the special interest affiliates. Derwood was very, very into the whole concept of the special interest affiliates. And he was really the one that started them with Randolph Shepard Vendors, with mm-hmm. um and there were some old ones, VidPi, which is now BITS. There was another one called the Vista, which was Visually Impaired Secretaries and Transcribers of America. I think it was called something like that. Wow. And he was very, very involved in the formation of the of the special interest affiliates as well as the state. But I think his real pet kind of was the special interest affiliates. Um, I know he always wanted and we tried to get one started. At one time, he always wanted one for the people who were working in the workshops back in those days Um, and the people they, you know, the NIB organizations and the uh, the type of thing. Now, um, he always wanted to get them almost like unionized and he did (laughs) he did do a lot of work on that, Uh, but I think he would be very happy with this today.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, you are always welcome on Sunday edition. Ray, let's swing and see if Margie was able to come back in.
3: Uh, she came back in. Uh, she had her hand up, but then put it down. Um, so Margie, I didn't know if you wanted to to add something. Just feel free to come off mute if you do. Um, if you want to ask a, ask a question or make a comment, so feel free to do that.
1: In the meantime, Kenneth, anything um, exciting happening with MAPS?
0: oh the mentoring program mentorship access and peer support uh, we're working together we had a meeting yesterday we are planning to make a presentation th- during the dc leadership meetings and uh, that will be pre-recorded uh, because i will be out of state during that time and um so yeah but we've uh we're uh, about to have um office hours coming up soon uh, in the month of february so we have all of our guys and uh, explorers to join, come in, uh, for a specific hour, uh, of their own to talk about things that they, uh, want to discuss and also ask questions that they may have. So, uh, we have a number of things. We're looking forward to some things we have planned for convention, you know, uh, so things are moving forward. Awesome. We haven't heard
3: from Marjorie, but I just want to say, um, about all this, Anthony, it's, as a leader of this organization, it's so rewarding to see people like Amanda and Natalie and, and, um, Connie and, uh, just everybody. I don't want to start naming names or I'll forget how they've grown and developed and, um, you know, and you too, Anthony, um, grown and developed and <laughs> moved things forward, uh, in this organization, uh, thanks to the, the work that we've done. This is, this is what developing leaders is all leadership is all about. And, uh, Amanda Selm has her hand up. Uh, go ahead, Amanda.
9: I just wanted to make a comment. You all were talking about, yeah, you know, we're asking the question about what would Durward say about all of this. I actually was having a conversation with Terry Pacheco one day and I said, Terry, I'm sure Durward would have a love-hate relationship with Next Gen. And she said, but he would always, he said, but Durward would always be in to, uh, you know, be up on what you're doing. He would call you at random times and ask you what are you doing you know and and I think about I thought about that when I won the award was you know how would he view this you know because I I read the book People of Vision which I highly encourage yeah. everyone yeah. to read that and then there's an article too um it's I think it's in the 20, 15, 14 or 15 Braille Forum that Alan Casey wrote about Derward and Um, It it was a really good article. In fact, another ACB pioneer encouraged me to read it. I'm sure nobody can guess who Um, uh, on this call. If you get it, you get bonus points. If you do, you get bonus points. Um, But they encouraged me to read it. And it was just, uh, that's what led me into reading the book because I wanted to know more about the origin of our organization. So I just want to encourage the generations that have come before us to just pass on the history and the wisdom to those of us who are going to be passing it on in the next 10 or so years
1: yeah you know that's a great point amanda i read the book too after after i had my interview and it, it definitely changed my outlook on you know the experience itself and and how much um i wanted to give to the organization it 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 jumped kick-started that inside me um so that that's a great point all right we're gonna transition because um
3: margie's can... got her hand up anthony so right. uh, margie margie, yeah, margie come on off mute and uh...
2: okay i can do it i can do you can it
3: do, it. Can yeah. do yeah. it yeah yeah
2: <laughs> sorry i had to jump out one dog just came home so <laughs> um um i wanted to ask if someone has been an ACV member for eons, does that matter in applying for the leadership? And as briefly mentioned, what are some of the duties and obligations once one is selected for leadership?
0: Okay, this is Kenneth. Uh, hello, Margie. Uh, Hi, good one, morning. Hey, well, that was part of our discussion when the, the uh, J.P. Martin Chase Leadership Fellows Award first was presented to the committee. Uh, we talked about that. That's one of the things we want everybody to know. People may have uh, served in the past, and that's even in our article that's published now in the Braille Forum. Uh, if they've served in the past and somehow they were busy working or doing other things, and now they decide they want to come back, uh, they, with the knowledge that they've gained and all, they can share all they've done and, and apply for that, for the JPMorgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award and possibly be selected. Now, I guarantee we do have some, I can't remember right at this point, but there are some people who have come back after serving for a while, took a break and came back and received our JPMorgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award. And and once we're hoping that when once everybody is selected, uh, we have a list of, they, have, they receive a a list of activities that they're expected to participate in during the convention. And your question would uh, help me to mention that we ask everybody to be there from the first day, which is June the 30th, um, and until July the 7th this, this year, if they want to apply, and that's all in the article. Uh, and everybody will be expected to arrive the day before because the first thing that everybody is expected to attend is the ACB Board of Directors meeting on that Friday, June the 30th. That normally begins about 10 a.m. So uh, then there's a uh, general sessions, uh, other leadership development uh, sessions that we like to give people um, a, a notice of and, and want them to participate in those meetings. And most of those are pretty interactive and each year there's different sessions, but uh, we have a, a, we ask them to join in in their own reception for their award where people come in and greet or we just meet together with the Jason Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows is a different type of program where it's not open Uh, like the other reception is because we're wanting to make sure we connect with one another and and they understand what their award is all about and how they can play a part in moving things forward in acb Um, and then we ask them to join in on the in the banquet and and so many Mm -hmm. other things that that come up yeah and then Mm -hmm. after that Mm -hmm. we're hoping that they would begin to serve in somewhere if they're not serving begin to serve somewhere local chapter on the state of special interest of theirs uh, or even on the national level we just ask that they connect in some way with acb to share their knowledge and abilities.
2: Thank you for that. I'll just make one comment. It would be wonderful, um, just to give you one more duty, Kenneth, like you need it. (laughs) (laughs) If there was, um, for some of us old timers that are currently in leadership, or I am with GDUI and other affiliates, and um, to have a leadership training, not necessarily to where we're paid, but we can always benefit from further leadership training. Thank you.
0: Definitely. That's good. We, one, one thing we did this year is reached out to committee chairs to ask them if they, and I've done it before as well, but we did that even for the mentoring program, asking uh, any of our affiliates or um, committees that want to put on a leadership uh, training of any kind that would help. We would like to hear from you and uh, we will make sure we, we're referring those types of sessions we find out about to our mentorship program uh, recipients, our participants and our uh, DCAM first timers and JP Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows uh, recipients. We wanna make sure that they know about things that are going on that they can benefit from to continue strengthening their leadership abilities.
2: Thank you.
1: Tina. Absolutely, and I know that um, Cindy has the president's call um, and I know that there's been some talk about doing maybe quarterly, like a secretary and treasurer's call and things to share. Um, so there's so, there's a lot of stuff in development that there, that we're hoping will will become, you know, standards within ECB coming up. But we are going to transition. Um, Zelda's going to play double duty and the fabulous Miss Katie Frederick is here. And we're going to talk about the BOP awards. So welcome back to Sunday edition, ladies.
10: Thank you, Anthony, and thanks for having us here on the show today. It's it's great to you know hear about all the awards that we give in ACB, and just um, again, I just encourage everyone to you know as we talk about the Board of Publications awards, and you've heard from the other uh, my other colleagues who are handing out awards, but just you know be thinking about people that are really making a difference, whether they are writing or you know in a leadership role or wanting to become leaders um, or, you know, volunteering. I think we all have ways in which we, which we give, and it's just great, a great opportunity to recognize people for all that, that they give to this organization because we all, we all give a lot and we give, we give how and what we can, and that's what makes ACB great. So, um, just hopefully, hopefully those of you out there listening and here on Zoom will give us as committees a lot of work because we want your nominations. So, um, and where With would be we
8: be without volunteers, you know, um, that's, that's the fuel on which we run and I've got my BOP hat on now. So I'm ready. Yes.
2: <laughs>
10: a volunteer <laughs> from you know, there, right here, Zelda. Yes. <laughs>
8: <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Zelda, thank you for saying that because I think back to a couple of months ago when David Trot was on, on Sunday edition and he said a million and a half volunteer hours. And I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm think about that (laughs) yeah so go ahead
8: something we couldn't afford otherwise you know and 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 you don't get sometimes paid um you know people uh with the passion that volunteers do because we're not looking in it for anything back other than um, the satisfaction that we may have contributed something that might benefit somebody else
10: right absolutely so we, um, as the ACB Board of Publications each year, we have um, three awards that we present um, if, if, we are, if we have nominations for them. And so some years we, we don't have nominations for all three awards, so that's sad. And we don't, that makes us sad, we, we don't like that. So um, we're here to talk about the awards. And this, this past year, one of the things that we did is we had a discussion um, as a board, and looked at the awards and looked at some of their criteria, and said, "How can we, you know, when the board of publications was first created, um, at the time, you know, writing was the primary form of communication in terms of, you know, written publications. Um, you know, there wasn't this electronic mail or you know blogs or anything of the sort. So
1: it was newsletters, um, yeah,
10: right. You know, so so times have changed, and we are we are adapting to the, to the changing times. And so we had a discussion as a board about, okay, let's look at the three awards and how can we make them more um, broad in scope without, without changing the, the intent or the scope, you know, of the award. Of course, they're still going to be focused on publications because, well, we are the board of publications, Um, but, you know, they are publication focused, but again, recognizing that you know, maybe your affiliate produces a podcast or maybe your affiliate has a really, you know, a, a blog or does a, a, a multimedia newsletter. Maybe your newsletter is audio. Maybe it's not a written newsletter. And so that would be, you know, an appropriate submission for the um, Legit Award. And so looking at, you know, what 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 is out there and how are we... Um, you know, meeting the needs of our, our affiliates and our membership. And so, you know, I'm sure there's room where we can improve this for next year, but um, we started out this year with, with some changes. And so um, we have the, the three awards, the Ned E. Freeman, the Vernon Henley and the Hollis Liggett Free Press Award that we distribute each year. And so I will turn it over to Zelda to talk about the Ned E. Freeman
8: okay the nettie freeman um award is is given to um the the author of of an article or or as Katie said, we're, we're broadening that scope, so um it might be um, considered a blog or or whatever so it it isn't just a newsletter article but but whatever it is uh it must have been. First published between or created between April of twenty twenty two and March of twenty twenty three all all um, articles published in the ACB Braille forum are considered in in this um, so we we look at and i I know one year we had ninety six of them
2: because
8: <laughs> yes. uh, excluded from this are are any articles that come from staff or um, any of us on the Board of Publications, Um, those type of articles are excluded, but any of the rest of the articles are all included in on this. Plus, um, we also um, have opened it up so that if you are an editor of of a newsletter or the president of an affiliate who who has noted somebody worthy of this award, um, you can nominate. So we we take all of the articles in that have appeared in the Braille Forum over the past year, and we also um, take the nominations that that we receive and consider those for for this award also. Um, The awards must demonstrate excellence in writing, um, novelty of approach, and and or originality of the subject matter. And I'm happy to say that our our host uh, was the recipient of the Nettie Freeman uh, Award in 2022. Congratulations, Anthony. And his was um, from a nomination from his uh, state affiliate um president and um the the article and it, you should you should take a peek at it um was 911 his response to 911 so it was very interesting so we do we have all of those that were in the ACB braille forum and and others as well um the the author of the of the winning article uh, receives a plaque and a cash prize of of a hundred dollars. So um, that is awarded at our um, ACB convention, and
1: and it's a gorgeous plaque. <laughs>
8: yeah, yes,
10: very and accessible. Minnie, would you like to describe the plaque? Um, because they are really cool plaques. I know they have I believe print in braille on them. And yes, um, yeah. Do you want to
1: talk a little bit about that? I believe it's oak, It's an oak base. Um, it's a very. It's beautiful. It's heavy. It's polished. Um, you know, there's brass on the front with, with, um, the wording inscribed as well as the braille wording. Um, everybody, so I have a, um, I have like an armoire that I use as a desk and it's on the top of the armoire and everybody that comes in always asks me, what is that? Oh my God, that's so cool. And then, you know, they're tracing me, you know, these are all my cousins and, and his family and, but, um, you know, they're tracing the letters and, oh, that's a B, that's a, you know, that's an N, that's a T. So, <laughs> and, but it is, it's, it's a really beautiful black.
10: <laughs> yes,
1: all right. Katie, um, so I think it's back to you.
10: Yes. So in addition to the the Freeman, we next have the Vernon Henley Media Award. And this is a really neat award. It is conferred. It's it's awarded for. Um, it's it's a vehicle for public, publicizing ACB in the general media, and it encourages excellence and accuracy in electronic and print coverage of items relating to blindness. So this award is either is maybe presented to either an organization, company, or individual that is either sighted or blind who has made a positive difference in the in the press. And so whether that's again in radio, television, electronic media, magazines, or newspapers. um, And again, that's through um, or any other you know medium through April of 22 through March of 23 and this is for portraying the capabilities of people who are blind in a positive light and you know I don't know about you but I know we can definitely use all the positive um, portrayals we can get in the media and it seems you know, that's not always the case. And so when, when people who are blind or low vision are highlighted in a, in a positive way, we want to reward um, that. So, um, <clears> so, <throat> so, Katie, <clears throat> would me.
1: something um, like, um, would something like Brian and uh, Carl's podcast on audio description, would that fit? Would that be also considered?
10: Um, yes, because programs that are written and produced for a blind or visually impaired audience, as well as those intended for the general public are eligible. So absolutely. Um, And again, a variety of media nominations. So, um, you know, examples might be again, television or radio um, commercials, public service announcements, videos, articles, um, newspapers, newsletters, podcasts any other you know any emerging media sources so really this is um a really wide broad scope um you know you can even include books um so just a lot of options here for awardees um who have portrayed people who are blind or low vision in a in a positive light so um Get creative the, the folks. Is a, a very broad yes absolutely um and i will say that the um We're on a little bit early for this, but the criteria for the BOP nominations is in the February forum. Um, We've had we've you know, we had a a lot of content in our January forum, and so we weren't able to fit in the BOP awards. So they will be coming out in February in our February forum. So um, we'll also be putting some information out in, um, you know, dots and dashes and on the email list as well to encourage people to to submit nominations. And then we have our, um, the third award that, and the, the winner of the Henley Award also receives a, a plaque at the, at the conference. Um, and our, the award that we give out, our third award is the Hollis-Liggett um, Press Award. And this is um, an award that is um, promotes best journalistic practices um, and, and writing in writing and publications for ACBs, specifically state and special interest affiliates. So again, this is one that really recognizes the media that our state and special interest affiliates um, produce. So all periodicals of affiliates that are distributed no less than twice a year are eligible Um, Nominations must be submitted by the affiliates newsletter editor or president, and again these are based on the following criteria, so we have two issues of the publication from the previous calendar year sent in electronic uh, format or hard copy if that's applicable. Um, And then we have a couple of questions here about you know how often is your publication published. In what formats is it produced? So again, it's not just writing, um, but what formats do you produce that in? Um, and the um, criteria we judge those on is the, you know, we look at how many, how many contributors are in a single issue of a publication? Um, you know, do you have a lot of voices, representation in that issue? Um, the, avari- the variety of information that is presented in each issue. Um, what's your you know what does your content look like? Um, how well the publication portrays the affiliate and the quality of the publication again, you know what is how is it produced? And so the um, the plaque is is also um, presented at the convention. Um, the deadline for the awards for our awards is April 1st so um, and and submissions for the awards, our, um, please send those to Sharon Lovering, the Braille form editor. Um, her email is S, as in S, Sharon, S Lovering, L O V E R I N G at acb.org. And um, you can also send submissions in the mail if you prefer. And um, so, mail or email those submissions. And again, the deadline is April 1st for our nominations.
8: And I just so, want to say that that it's so important to to recognize people's efforts. You know, there's a lot of work put into to all three of these areas. The articles that are written, um, the the publications that. That are put out for communication with within our groups and outside our groups, and and the media that um, that is produced to um, create public awareness, and we just really think it's important to to acknowledge those efforts. So we we want your help in in nominating uh, worthy um, nominees for these these awards. We we love to give them. Yes.
1: So going back to Nettie Freeman for a minute, um, not because I won, <laughs> I had to mention <laughs> that. Again. Um, so I'm thinking of something like um the special multicultural affairs edition of. The bro forum, they're, you know, and each bro forum has like at least one amazing article each one. But you know, there was some really great content in something like that. So if they're all automatic, or- you know, automatically being considered, if somebody, if one of our members feels passionately that something that they read, that's part of the forum, should be, you know, should be considered, um, can they write to you guys and 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 tell you why?
10: Um, well, I mean, each, each article in the forum is automatically eligible. So, um, you know, there really isn't, um, we just, we have to read through them and, and we rank them um, for the, for the freemen. So they're, they're ranked on, you know, um, points are given and then, and then a vote is, is cast. Um, you know, I think if people um want to you know submit something um i think you know that would be um we could read that but but typically the the freeman are um you know because each each article in the form is automatically eligible um that's that's a little bit unique and that's that's what is unique about the freeman is that it's it's really recognizing um articles meant for the um that are that are part of the forum, but again, not not excluding others. So, you know, again, right. recognizing, right. you know, for example, yours, Anthony, was from a special interest affiliate publication. So, mm-hmm. um, we just we really it's it's really about the excellence in writing. And yes, it's um, it's you know a lot. We have a lot of great writers that contribute. And thank you to everyone who's written for the forum or thinking about writing because we really do value um, your contributions.
8: And a Absolutely. lot of those, a lot of those contributions, um, we have been um, cross-posting to to the. I shouldn't say a lot, but some have been uh, posted on the ACB Voices blog. Um, yes, and so we're going to we be can, doing more of that going forward, right? So that so. we can reach, um, you know, uh, another audience because um, that is more outward-facing than than the forum. Yeah. And and to that and point, if you
10: know, if someone has um, you know, I know that there's been some um discussion around, you know, the theme issues and we um we've come up with some some guidelines to people um uh, for people to think about when they're doing a themed issue is, you know, maybe like look at, you know, three to five articles per themed issue so that we can get, you know, other things in the forum because we recognize that, you know, while the themes are great and it's it's Presented us with a good problem, right? We have a lot of content, and so Sharon, our the editor, is is really working her magic to fit it all in the forum. And this is this is a good problem. We, you know, we we again appreciate everyone's contributions, but we want to make it, you know, make sure that that we have content for the theme, but also allow space in the forum for some of our other columns and other news items that people want to share. Um, but to that end, if people if someone has written something and maybe they haven't, you know, seen it in a forum or they, or it's, it's more timely, you know, we do have our, our ACB voices blog, and that is a great way to present more, more um, timely information in a, in a more speedy manner because the forum um, you know, deadlines for the forum are about six weeks out. So just, you know, be thinking of that as you look at writing Um, we do have other mediums for you in which to write. And we, welcome contributions uh, voices at acb.org is the email address you can send those to uh, for the blog because again we all have a voice and we want to hear yours
1: and i had a um i had another meeting schedule but i heard you guys had a great call yesterday and all of the yes. bop um meetings you know each month the first tuesday of every month are open for public comment questions yes. so yes. you know these these folks are available we you know and, and i love if you listen to any BOP meeting, you will always hear, we will take submissions in basically any format. Give us a call. We'll type it up for you kind of thing. We'll help you edit. So, you know, you don't have to be a writer per se to write something good and get it out there. The the folks at the BOP are definitely willing to work with you to get your idea, your voice, your story out there.
10: Absolutely. Because we, you know, we we all have, experiences to share and we all have our you know individual perspectives and our unique voices and we are here as a board of publications to um do our best to make sure that those voices and points of view are are
8: heard
11: well said katie
1: yeah very well um Ray, let's see if we have any questions or comments
11: um the other thing anthony if you don't mind if a semi-advertisement this coming Friday night on Visibilities, we're also doing the awards. And we're doing it a little bit differently in that one of the main points that uh, our main parts of it is going to be on who are these people that these awards are named for or who were many of them. like George Card, Ned Freeman, Hollis Liggett, that kind of thing. So I was especially thinking of uh, when Amanda was saying that she uh, wanted to know a little bit more about the past. I've invited several people to, uh, actually I've invited most everyone that's got a story uh, about any of those people and we're going to talk about what they have done, what they did and, oh, excuse me, (laughs) couldn't get rid of that. Um, What they have done and what they did in the past and how our our committees and our recipients today are carrying forward the work that they started. So uh, that's gonna be on Visibilities at seven o'clock Friday night. I just thought people might like to know a little more about the roots of some of these awards. And this has been a great show. I wasn't planning to be on. (laughs) For the whole two hours, but I couldn't hang up. <laughs> hang up
10: <laughs> this is Katie. I think you know we we had a chance to appear. We appeared on Tuesday Topics with Paul Edwards a few a couple of weeks ago, and and it was really interesting. We had um, some of the audience share some stories about some of the award winners that they that they had known, and um, some of the people for whom the awards are named after, and it was just really um, fascinating. As as Amanda you know, mentioned. I read people of vision when I, you know, in the earlier 2000s and, um, just, it's a great, you know, as, as someone who maybe is of a, um, younger generation, um, it is really, I think important to learn where we came from and to help us move forward. And I think, you know, we really can learn from our leaders of the past and learn from their, their guidance and their wisdom. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that show, Terry. Thanks.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's one thing that I love about our ACB Media family. We we try to find creative ways of not sort of stepping on each other's, you know, toes. We'll be covering the same thing from different angles, which I think is great. Maybe one day we'll have an ACB Media Awards um <laughs> to talk about <laughs> our community <laughs> call awards to talk about but yeah. one suggestion miss katie that i definitely would love to throw in there for, for potential thought next year i loved voting in the people's choice for the audio description awards mm. i think it might be fun if we try to institute something like that for bop great yeah.
10: thought um let's you know we will take that under advisement i think again you know we're always looking at how can we how can we improve this? How can we make it make it um more more engaging and, and better for our membership? So thank you, Anthony. We will uh, we will look at that for for a future year.
8: He's full of good <laughs> ideas. Absolutely.
10: Maybe <laughs> one so year we... he'll be on the BOP. You never know. I, I hope so.
1: <laughs> I definitely hope so. so I we... I love
8: I love um um Terry's idea of, of acknowledging these these people from our past you know because the key to our future is staying connected to our past yes
1: absolutely
10: absolutely yeah
1: and no more getting to know and love each other so you know what let's (laughs) let's do a shameless plug for member at the mic yes
10: yes absolutely we have um member at the mic is a spotlight of the acb voices blog that we are working on and um it's a chance to get to know um, some of our ACB members and friends, and so it's a it's an audio story. Um, they they tell their their story, and um, we have a, a team of folks. Um, Anthony Corona works, reaches out to people, and asks if they're interested. Um, he's uh, leading that right now, and then we have um, Tim Cummings who has done editing for us. So thank you for that as well. Um, Tim and I believe uh, Bryn has helped also so thanks to those individuals and um, we have um, Lisa Brooks who's helped with with transcripts and we're working out um, a way that we can have maybe uh, we have some BOP members who are also willing to help with some of the transcripts so Looking at some ways that we can refine the process, um, get more people involved, and so that not everyone is doing all the work for, you know, at, at one time. So um, looking to involve more of our, our members in this. But um, it's a again, a way to highlight um, in in audio format the uh, voices and perspectives of, of our ACB family. And so we have um, we do a brief written summary of, you know. The, the person about a hundred hundred to one hundred and fifty words just to kind of get you know what your appetite for the for the audio and then again we do also provide a full um, transcript of the audio so that our audience who may have um, yep. hearing impairment or hearing loss um, or just may prefer That's to read wonderful. the written transcript yep. can read it so um, check, check that out on the voice. Blog.
3: <laughs> Katie, somebody in the other part of my house is smiling about that.
10: <laughs> I guess. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. again, we we don't want to exclude anyone. If we if we you know we're we, we want to be as inclusive as we as we can. So, and
8: um, member at the yeah. mic was was another one of Anthony's great ideas. So, <laughs> yes, Anthony. Yes, <laughs>
1: thank you. Well, Sam, time flies you when you guys you're having for fun. Doing
8: the transcript. Absolutely,
6: Karen.
1: Was- I'd like Katie. to find a way um, to
6: publicize and- that more on the sassy
10: list. Okay, Karen,
1: <laughs> let's, let's talk about
10: that. Yes.
5: Yes. Will
1: do. And making sure that we had transcripts was Katie's bottom line. If we're going to do an audio project, we have to have something for, you know, for our hearing impaired um, members. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. This has been an amazing show. Thank you so much, everyone. I can't list all the names or we'll go over time, but thank you all who joined and everyone who came in with a great question. I'll be back next week with another fascinating show and check us out on Valentine's Day weekend. We're going to have a fun um, anti-Valentine's Day show. But uh, Mark <laughs> and Becky will be back, my, um, my co-conspirator holiday um, off-ramp folks. All right. Have a great week, everyone.
3: You've been listening to
1: Sunday Edition on ACB Media stream one that's american council of Divine media or wherever you listen to your podcasts episodes drop every week at 1 p.m on sundays and you can email us at sunday edition ac all one word sunday edition with the letters ac at gmail.com let's brunch again together next sunday